Hello and welcome back to the Manchester Weekly from the Mill. It's our first episode back of 2024. I'm Jack Dalhanty, one of the staff writers here, and I'm joined by my colleague Molly. Hi, welcome How are back. you? Very well. How was your new year? It was great. Happy New Year. How was Happy yours? Happy New Year. I was ill oh. for the vast majority of Christmas and New Year. I think a lot of people have been struck down. It's, uh, I hope, not a bad omen. Not many of us year. made it, but we're here now. But yeah, today we're looking into <laughs> one of our first stories of the year, probably our first sort of meteor piece that we've mm. published so far. Well, it's only been about a week, but still. Um, <laughs> and we're talking about this bizarre TikTok trend that you've been looking into. These sort of anonymous content creators the film women on nights out in manchester seemingly with no consent mm. to do so but first before we jump into that i should hail a big thanks to our sponsors for this week's episode pomona partners who the company was started by a long-term mill member and they essentially specialize in giving you the perfect person to speak at your event or to voice your campaign if you need someone who's got you know knowledge charisma storytelling skills you want to fire up your staff you want them talking at your conference or engaging new customers they basically are like an agency of just talented very clever experts who can talk on well you can go from ai to activism politics productivity all those kinds of things it's a really cool company and we would like to thank them for sponsoring this episode thanks so much uh but jumping in first so like i said earlier this is anonymous people filming women on nights out in manchester when did you become aware of it i think it was probably about a year ago i remember we were both in the office scrolling through youtube trying to find ideas for what we could cover on the mill and we we, I, I think you spotted it as well, didn't you, Jack? Like these people sort of following women down the street with a camera, very glamorous women on, on nights out, claiming they were filming Manchester nightlife, you know, giving tours around the city, but kind of giving a very skewed version of Manchester, just only filming women, only filming very beautiful women in kind of scant clothing. And I kind of dismissed it as just like a very weird, maybe slightly creepy thing. And then in the last six months, it just seems to have gotten much bigger. Like, I don't know if anyone on Twitter has noticed it recently, but there have been quite a few videos shared of Manchester nightlife, women on nights out, you know, garnering millions of views, thousands of shares and comments. It seems to have been really amplified by TikTok as well. Mm, yeah. Because exactly. I guess the platform changes a bit of a mm. thing. Like YouTube, you really had to go and look for that. Definitely. Whereas TikTok, it was landing on so many different people's timelines just for an interest in Manchester in some cases, whatever the algorithm that TikTok's using in this case. Um, and that really boosted the number of people. Like how, how many people were watching some of these videos in some cases? Uh, I've seen one video with up to 14 million views. And what was that of? Like describe the video. So within the video, you can see women queuing up outside a nightclub called Impossible on Peter Street, quite expensive club and bar, women sort of walking up and down Dean's Gate, clutching handbags, clutching their friends, clutching phones, sort of shot in like extreme close-ups. So it appears like the cameraman is, is very close to these women, but as we'll go into it in a minute, what, what's concerning is we've heard from a few of the women who were shot in these videos and they said they had no idea they were being filmed. So mm. it must be an editing trick. We can assume that it's making it look like the camera is very close, but what it seems to be happening is someone's maybe standing far away with a discreet camera to, to film. And start with that first of all, what the women that you've spoken to who found themselves in these videos, which again, it's without the consent, and I suppose one of the more like unnerving things about it is that it's completely banal activity. It's not actually like mm. anything worth filming is no. happening. 
obviously there's the implication of what is being filmed which is just women generally Mm. but it's not like there's anything interesting happening it's just people walking down the street so how the women that you've spoken to what have they said about their experiences and being involved in these videos yeah you're right it's it's purely voyeuristic it was a very weird trend to stumble across because it didn't seem to have any other purpose yeah i spoke to a woman called shell todd brown so she's a personal assistant who works with pwc and she says she's actually, she's not someone who goes out very frequently, but she's appeared in these kinds of videos twice now. First time was her 25th birthday. You can see her about one minute, 30 seconds into this video that has about 14 million views on Facebook. And she's wearing like a green dress and high heels. She said she became very worried about that one because she was with a friend who's a Sikh man who doesn't drink for religious reasons. And he sort of panicked when he saw himself in this scene, which is very obviously on a night out, thinking, oh my gosh, my family could see footage of me going out clubbing. Another video appeared of her on a night out and she was worried about how people at work would perceive her, mm. you know, the kind of professionality she she has at work, how her friends would see her. And I think just from looking at the comments, like the audience that these videos seem to attract can be out like downright misogynistic. And we're saying things like, you know, this isn't the kind of person I'd take home to see my mum or, you know, nice girls, but they're not good girls. And just that that made her feel quite low. And I asked her explicitly, would you have consented to being filmed if you were asked? And she said, no, no, I wouldn't. And then that's the grey area, isn't it? Because it's a public space that you're in being filmed. So actually there's no need for the consent. Yeah, and that's important to to highlight actually is that the the creators doing this aren't doing anything illegal. You don't need consent to film someone in a public space. But it highlights an interesting ethical issue, particularly when, you know, the women's stories being featured in these videos sometimes in a vulnerable position sometimes they look like they're quite drunk Mm. they're swaying they're leaning against a wall on their phone they're on their own it seems like people who are doing these videos are gathering millions of views sometimes sometimes thousands hundreds thousands of views they're boosting their social media clout on these videos of quite vulnerable people Mm. really and that and that's helping them out according to various sources the tiktok creator fund can pay between like 20 dollars and 40 dollars for 1 million views on the social network and if you spend a few minutes browsing through Manchester Nightlife on TikTok, hashtag Manchester Nightlife, you'll see that there are, are plenty of people who have enough video views and followers to qualify for, for that fund. So some people are even making money off this. Mm. And is that, so the my next question was going to be what, you tried to find people who were doing this mm. and you went through various, so start, talk us through first how you ended up finding the person or one of the people who had been doing this. Yeah, so I was very interested in finding a creator called Dina Mimi 59. So this is probably one of the most prolific Manchester nightlife content creators. The account seemed to start off sort of documenting nightlife in China, but from October last year became very interested in Manchester. They didn't respond to any of my requests for an interview. I found a Facebook page by a similar name and there was an American mobile number listed, but no one picked up the phone. There's a YouTuber called The Internet Investigator and they took a look at this account and found that they follow one account in particular called Quango7, which posts videos of encounters with sex workers in a Thai brothel. There's one really disturbing video which shows a woman sort of walking away from a bed looking kind of visibly in pain. It's quite disturbing mm. and there's no suggestion that these accounts are linked, but it does reveal a kind of very weird side to, to what these accounts are. I did a look post on Reddit, which garnered a huge response, and I spoke to a few people along Deansgate to ask them, do you know who's behind this account? And I got a few varying descriptions. So one was a white man in his 50s with grey hair. He said he had a Mancunian accent. It was spotted in Eagle Inn in Salford. Another was a man in his kind of late 40s, early 50s, who appeared like he might have kind of Greek or Italian or Turkish heritage. 
I spoke to a guy called Eunice who works at Hattie's Takeaway on Deansgate and he says he confronted the latter man recently and asked him what he was doing. And the guy was said to respond, even if you are police, there's nothing you can do to me. Eunice suggested if I come back at Saturday, mm. quite late at night, I would have a chance of finding him. So in my, in my hand, I did manage to find someone who does create Manchester Nightlife videos. And I came across this person via Manchester Students Group. So a student who gets their haircut in a barber shop in Leventum said, I think this is my barber, you should try to talk to them. So I managed to get hold of this person. He said that he got into this after seeing how big the nightlife trend was elsewhere. So he says that this is a big trend in Colombia, in Brazil, in Thailand. You know, people are very interested in nightlife videos. And he knew that, you know, making YouTube TikTok videos can be quite lucrative. Plus he was sick of being a barber and just wanted to create something. So he was doing these nightlife videos for about five or six months and then eventually stopped because the reactions got were too unpleasant. He said, people hate it in Manchester. When they don't like it, what are you going to do? Some people are going to say, fuck you. What are you doing? He says his videos are a mix. He's trying to show what goes on in Manchester, you know, film both men and women, show what's going on in Deansgate, what's going on in Ancoats. But he says that content creators will often steal his videos and edit them so it's only showing women and sort of do this kind of very crude edit where it looks like the camera's focusing very close up on the women's bodies. You know, he's aware of the criticisms there are of this kind of work. He understands that he's not necessarily asking people for consent. He understands that it doesn't offer people privacy, but he defended it. He said that he's had actually some positive reactions from bar managers in Liverpool who say that, you know, when people film nightlife scenes in Liverpool, it, it boosts party tourism. And is he wanting to stop because of the criticisms or does he want to stop because of, you know, what's his reason for wanting to stop? Because there seems to be a difference. Yeah, so he said he wanted to stop because people hate it in Manchester and the reactions he got were, were too unpleasant. It, it was interesting because I, I raised some of the criticisms I have with the yeah. with the work to him. He he asked me quite directly what was my opinion, should I continue or should I stop? And I said, you know, I, I think you should stop. I, I'd advise not doing it. I think it's making women feel quite uncomfortable. You know, since you asked, I, I would I would yeah. stop. And he seemed to take my point, but I asked him what he towards the end of our call I asked him what he'd do next and he said he'd be going abroad to Tenerife or Ibiza because they don't have any issues about recording there it's a slightly more permissive culture it's a holiday place and people seem to like being filmed on yeah so I <laughs> I don't feel especially hopeful about this guy's inclination to change but um and, and I suppose that's like the point where I was driving to towards there where it's not the experience of the people that he's filming that's making him stop it's just the backlash it's the backlash it's not like yeah. his own moral issue he's thinking like oh actually this is mm. i am doing something wrong it's just more like oh people are annoyed at me for doing something wrong so i'll start i think so yeah i think it's uh, i think it's the reactions i pressed him a little on the idea of consent and he was arguing that he did does tell people he films them but then later said they ask you what are you filming for and then you say you're filming them for nightlife so that's not explicitly asking someone for their consent you know can mm. i film you and it's quite vague out? it's very vague it, it seems to imply someone asks you what are you doing and you respond oh i'm doing this yeah that's not outright asking someone can i film you can i record you so he argues that you know he's not trying to hide whereas some nightlife creators he says there are many of them in manchester some nightlife creators will try and hide the camera he has a really large camera and a kind of mount for the camera mm. to swivel on a pit, on a kind of point and deliver very smooth footage so he says that, you know, it would be impossible to miss what I'm doing. But, you know, I find that quite hard to believe. Ultimately, this is this is nightlife. People are going to be drunk. People are maybe going to be high. Their inhibitions are going to be lowered. And I, I don't think that puts them in a position to, to, to completely consent. Yeah. And it's a trend that you see in Manchester beyond just nightlife as well. 
Mm. You see a lot of vulnerable people being filmed. Mm. Um, there's YouTubers and stuff who basically just walk around starting arguments with people who are saying, you can't film me. Mm. And then they're like, actually, I don't need your consent. It's just weird. But if you if you just put in so, any borough, more or less, of Greater Manchester into YouTube, you'll find one person who often will call themselves something like, I'm using Wigan as an example, Wigan Town Tours. Mm. But it's actually just them touring their subscriber base, so to speak, just mm. around an area and filming people who are in that area mm. and getting into sort of conversations normally in some cases but also just altercations mm-hmm. with them it's a really interesting trend that i personally believe that the sort of proliferation of everyone having a camera mm. is was to some people's mind that's just been like oh well i'll just film everything then yeah and people will watch it out of whatever reason boredom or vague interest but it snowballs into situations like this where someone who's just coming out of a club is being watched by millions mm. of people which is yeah a really odd thought it's really it's a really strange thing the instinct to just document things that are going on in the city and mm. yeah you're right at the, at the extreme end it can become confrontational there was a now deleted tiktok video by a content creator mm. named phoebe looms and two of her male friends confronted a man who they believed to be behind some of the manchester nightlife videos this, this is a kind of tall white man in his 30s and they snatched his phone off him looked through his snapchat and found a photo that he'd taken of phoebe and her friends just minutes ago and actually called the police on him. Just from seeing the video itself, it, it does look quite tense. And yet, so you can see how these things can spiral. And what did the police say? Did you get in touch with them about that? I did, yes. Yeah. So I heard from Chief Inspector Stephen Wiggins. He's from uh, Greater Manchester Police's Central District. Uh, he says the force has been aware of this account for a while now. And I'll read out their quote. They said, whilst it is not illegal to film people in public without their consent, every report would be assessed individually as context can determine whether this behaviour is deemed criminal. So what the police are essentially saying is that while you don't need someone's consent to film them in a public space, there are aspects around this behaviour and around this trend that could be considered criminal, for example, breach of privacy or harassment. So they're encouraging women to come forward and report anyway. They said, we will listen to you, investigate each instance on its individual facts and ensure you are provided access to specialist support services. We prioritise the safety of all individuals taking proactive measures against predatory and misogynistic behaviour. Yeah, because it will build into sort of... Will it build into violence against women's strategy? I think so. Yeah. I think it probably will be part of that, yeah. Yeah, so it's something that, again... It's interesting because as as it gets more documented more, it'll become more of a sort of issue to talk about, which is why it's so important yeah. to do it in this case. But it's already been done by... Was it Nicole Wooten Kane at the MEM? Yeah. Is it Wooten or Wooten? I'm sorry. I think it's Wooten. Yeah, she did a really great one looking into this as well. So it seems like something that's gaining traction which is great because it is something that just seems up until this point at least quite underreported but something that like when when you mm. say the response to the reddit thing was insane it was loads of people being like i've been thinking about this yeah. but no one's ever looked into it so it's always really satisfying when someone does but i think that's probably all that we have time for for today's episode so thank you so much for your time thank you for having me and thank you um so much for listening uh have a lovely week and we'll see you again soon bye